Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Agent Investor podcast live stream. Um, there's going to be a bunch of people watching live, and I'm sure some people that will be watching after the fact. But I'm excited to talk about today's topic, which, quite frankly, for a lot of people, is going to be a topic that maybe you might consider a little, little bit boring. But it's actually the, the most important thing that you can do for your business, which is creating a weekly scorecard so that you can know whether you're on track each and every week. This is something, like I said, you know, kind of in the intro here, where it's not the most exciting topic. In fact, I had, you know, I have a weekly registration for, you know, all of my topics. And, you know, when I do what I would consider a sexy topic, like how to do deals with no money, or when I do a topic on how to find killer off-market investment deals, or how to leverage capital, or how to raise money, all of those exciting investing topics, I get tons and tons of people that sign up when today's topic is actually the most important. Because if you don't know and you don't measure what you're doing every single week, you have no idea whether or not you're on track. And the reason that I decided to do this topic, I was thinking about this over the past few weeks is because every single week I do calls with real estate agents who want to grow their investing business or start investing. And I always start out by asking them a few questions. I ask them, you know, where they want to be three to five years from now. I ask them whether they have a weekly scorecard. And most importantly, I ask, do you know what you need to do every single day in order to be successful? Like when you wake up, whenever you wake up and you start your day, eight, nine o'clock, whatever you start your day at, do you know and are you confident to know what you should be doing every single day to be able to hit your goals? I almost always, with all three of those things, what are your goals? Do you have a weekly scorecard? Do you, are you confident that you know what to do each and every day? Very, very rarely do I get anybody who can answer yes to any of those three questions which is kind of a scary thing when you kind of really think about it. Like most of the people that are listening today are self-employed, right? And we get excited about the fact that we can spend our time how we want. We have flexibility in our schedule to some extent, but that flexibility and the ability to do whatever we want is both a blessing and a curse, right? It's a blessing because if we have something that we need to do, if we need to go to one of our kids' sporting events, if we need to you know, run out and do an errand. If we need to want to spend time with friends and family, like during the workday, we can. But it's also a curse because when we work for somebody else, and I'm sure all of us have had jobs where we were employed by somebody else, we go out, we show up to work, we show up at nine o'clock, and our boss or our manager tells us, these are the things that you need to do today in order to basically keep your job. But yet, most entrepreneurs either don't understand that they need to do that in their own business or they're not disciplined enough to do it in their own business. And I think it all kind of stems from the initial question um, related to starting the scorecard, 
which is where do you want to be three to five or 10 years from now? And I've done many topics on goal setting and, you know, really what you want real estate to do for you. But until you get a very clear picture of what you want real estate investing or real estate to do for you, it's really hard to create that weekly scorecard. And I'll give you kind of a quick example of a conversation that I had with an agent this week. I jumped on the call. The agent said that they were interested in investing passively in our business, kind of like got to the why and in what they were thinking. And then I asked them that question about, you know, where they want to be three, five, 10 years from now. And their answer was that they want to own assets to build passive income. They also said that they wanted to flip homes. Long story short, when we actually uncovered like where they wanted to be three or five years from now, it turned out that it didn't make any sense for them to flip homes at all. You need to figure out what you want to do and what's important to you and where you want to go three, five, or 10 years into the future. Because if you don't have a concrete understanding of where you want to go, then you don't know what your weekly scorecard should be. And you definitely won't know what you should be waking up every day doing. So what I see more often than not, you know, is people really don't know what they should be doing each and every day. They don't have a clear direction and they, they, they start and stop. They start and stop without really knowing whether they're even on track. And that's the reason that we're, we need to create the weekly scorecard to begin with, because we need to be able to factually look and factually say every single week, either I'm on target and I achieved what I needed to this week, or I'm completely off target and I need to figure out like, you know, ways to improve. So why I said that this stuff is kind of like boring is because in reality, what you're doing when you're creating a weekly scorecard and you're looking at that weekly scorecard every week is you're turning your self-employed life that's probably run a little bit unstructured into a very structured weekly thing that maybe kind of feels a little bit more like a job than it does being completely self-employed. So you have to kind of ask yourself before we even get into how to create a weekly scorecard, you kind of have to ask yourself like whether or not this is something that you're going to be willing to do. Like, and what, and, and is it important enough to you to get the very best results that you can possibly get? Or is it more important to you to kind of just do what you want when you want? But I can tell you that the more that you structure your day, the more that you structure your week, the clearer path that you have on how to get to your three, five, and 10-year goals, the faster and further you'll go towards achieving those goals. But on a day-to-day basis, it might be a little bit less fun, right? So I said in the beginning of this that this, this conversation in general might be a little bit more boring. It might be a little bit more dry. But for most people, it's kind of exactly what you need to hear. So let's just jump into the topic, by the way. For those that are on the live stream right now, um, this is live. Some of you will be listening to this after the fact. If anybody has any questions as we're going along, just type them into the chat box. I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody has at any point along the way. And I already alluded to the fact that I have conversations with agents every week about where they're at today, where they want to be three, five, and 10 years from now, and how to get there. If you feel like you could benefit from having a discussion with me on where you're at today, where you want to go, 
and the steps that need to be taken to get from point A to point B, you can go and you can register for a free strategy session at www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. Again, that's www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. All right, so let's jump into it. So we kind of, you know, already talked about most of the whys about why we need to create a scorecard. But I think the biggest thing and the thing that I struggle with the most in the beginning of my real estate career is just kind of being on like a hamster wheel of always thinking that the more hours that I put in, the further along I would get. And for those of you who follow me, you know that I practice what I preach. I put in a lot of hours. I especially put in a lot of hours in the beginning phases of building a business. It wasn't uncommon for me to be working seven days a week in the beginning phases of building a business. But over the course of time, I realized that not every hour was created equally. And as I started to have kids, I started to say, well, maybe I don't want to work 70, 80, 90 hours per week. So if you want to achieve big things and you don't want to have to kill yourself working, you need to, to learn how to spend your time efficiently and effectively and making sure that every hour that you put in matters. And that's where creating that scorecard you know, really matters the most. And most of the stuff I'm going to be talking about today was really revelations that I had after I read the book Traction by Gina Wickman. Um, the book is about something called the Entrepreneurial Operating System, which has a lot of principles that are, are really just sound business advice. If you have not read or not downloaded uh, Traction on Audible, I would highly recommend doing that because that's going to make this conversation you know, make a lot more sense. But again, like I said, it, it all starts with the having the end in mind. So when people join the inner circle, the first thing I give them is a worksheet to really put those thoughts into reality to, to, to really help them create a scorecard. So you first start with where you're at today. And where you're at today just means, you know, how experienced are you? How much money do you have in the bank? How many deals have you done in the past? How many sales have you sold? How much time do you have? And we have a worksheet that we give people that basically has them go through a bunch of questions to figure out, like, where are you today? And where you're at today is obviously not where you want to be in the future, because if, if you were already at where you want to be, you wouldn't be on this call. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast episode. You wouldn't follow me right? Because all we talk about is how to get from point A to point B. Point B is kind of the harder thing. And point B is like, what do you want real estate investing or real estate to do for you? And, you know, that's kind of like a pie in the sky question to start. Like, and a lot of people do things like vision boards, or they put something that's very, very vague. But when we give people our worksheet for step number two, we actually ask them to turn step number two about where you want to be into a number, right? Because it's impossible to track unless you have that number. So the worksheet that we give people for step number two, ask them to envision what their life is going to be like three, five, 10 years into the future, the outcome that you want from real estate investing, and to literally write down what all of that stuff is going to cost, right? So if, if you're going to have two homes, what is the mortgage cost, the taxes cost? Uh, if you have childcare expenses and basically making like a detailed budget to say, okay, I know that in order for me to live my dream life, I need to make $246,000 per year. And that means I need to make 
$20,220 per month, whatever that kind of number ends up being. And it comes down to step number three. And, and step number three is something that I, I don't see most people accomplish. Like I don't see most people getting to this point. But step number three is really to hone in on the investment vehicle that you're going to choose. So when I talk about the investment vehicle that you're going to choose, like, are you going to be a flipper? Are you going to be a small multifamily owner? Are you going to do short-term rentals? Are you going to build a really big real estate invest, a real estate agent team? Are you going to build a brokerage? Um, are you going to invest passively in other people's deals? So what I see the most common, like I said, 95, 96, 97 times out of 100 is you ask people like, what they're going to do in order to achieve that goal that we set in step number two. And they list out all the things like, hey, I want to own short-term rentals. Um, I want to earn long-term rentals. I want to do apartment deals. I want to invest passively. And you really can't do all of those things well, right? There's a saying for a reason, right? Jack of all trades, master of none. And probably if I were to list like the biggest mistake that I've made in the beginning of my real estate career, it was me thinking that I could do everything and I could do everything by just spending as many hours as humanly possible, like working per week. And that was a mistake because not only was I working too much, but I also wasn't even getting the results that I wanted because I was trying to do too many things. For almost all of you, if you don't have a singular focus of like, I want my business to do this or I want my business to do that. I'm going to do short-term rentals or I'm going to do long-term rentals or I'm going to do flips becomes really hard to create that weekly scorecard that we need. Okay. So again, if, if anybody's on that, this call right now, and they're not really sure what vehicle they should be picking and they want to walk through some of that stuff with me, you, at any point you can go to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com, but that's, you know, extremely, extremely important to figure that part out. So Step number four is to figure out like the top, you know, three to six priorities that you're going to focus on that quarter in order to hit your goal. And then step number five is to create that weekly scorecard. Okay. So again, you can't create that weekly scorecard without answering the first three things first, where you want to be three to five or 10 years from now, um, where you're at today, where you want to be three to five years from now, what investment vehicle you're going to choose then you have to figure out like what that scorecard is going to look like. And I'm going to walk through just some like simple examples of what scorecards could look like based on, you know, different situations. But I, but I also just want to say that like you can't create the scorecard until you've done the other work first. So if you haven't done the other work first, that's really going to be step number one. Those first few steps of like figuring where you're at today, where you want to go, and then what investing vehicle you're going to choose, those are really hard decisions. They take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of resources, a lot of internal thinking about what you're you know, ready, willing, and able to do before you kind of move on, right? But then when you actually figure out, you know, okay, I want to do fix and flips, or I want to do buy, uh, buy and holds, or I want to do apartment deals, then you can actually start to create that weekly scorecard. And that weekly scorecard, ultimately, what are we really looking to get? I guess it's not really a weekly scorecard. It's like, what, what activities do you need to be doing every single day? Which gets into like your systems and your processes and your procedures that you and other team members on your team are kind of like following. So let me just give you 
you know, some kind of examples of a variety of different scorecards and, you know, don't use my numbers, but just think through some of the stuff that like we do and then think about how it might apply to your steps one, two, three, four, and then ultimately to create um, the scorecard. So obviously we have a, a bunch of different segments in our business that, you know, different people, you know, are a part of, right? So we look at and we say, okay, we have a real estate brokerage. We have a real estate brokerage. I think we have somewhere near, you know, 380, you know, agents, you know, um, right now. And our goal is to get to 400 by the end of the year. But our, but our, our goals, one of our goals on the agent side, that's a weekly scorecard number that we look at is how many agents do we net per week? Okay. So for example, like we had a goal to get to 400 agents by the end of this year. And we knew that we needed to net one agent every single week in order for that to happen. Cause we started out the beginning of the year somewhere in like the mid three hundreds. Now this is a very kind of like simple, simple thing, but again, most people don't look at this. So if you're looking to, to grow a brokerage or a team recruiting obviously becomes like a very big thing. So we look at the scorecard every single week to say, how many agents did we net? And if we netted one agent, we use a program called traction tools where we plug in our numbers, but you don't need that program. You can just use like an Excel spreadsheet and you want to plug in your numbers every week. So what do we look at? We look every single week, did we net one? And if we netted one or more, literally the scorecard number turns green. If we, if we netted less than one or zero, or we went negative because we lost an agent and didn't recruit, now the scorecard turns red. So how do we use this like in our business? Well, again, what are we looking for? We're looking to get what do we need to do every single week? So we look every single week and we say, are we on track or are we off track? If we're positive one or more, like consistently five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 weeks, we know we're on track. We know we probably don't need to necessarily make any wholesale changes in our brokerage business. But what happens if we start to go in the other direction? If we start to go in the other direction, we have to then take the time to analyze and we say, oh, did we lose agents? Like, are we not recruiting enough? Like, what other activities can we do, you know, on a weekly basis in order to ensure that we recruit enough agents? And I'll, I'll give you an example, like, of how that then, you know, creates daily work. So literally, like, before this call, I was, I was before this live stream, I was on a call with my COO. Our conversation literally went like, okay, our goal for this year is to net one agent per week. How do we get to two? So our scorecard number that we want for next year in 2024 is to net two agents per week. Well, what do we need to do? We looked at all of the systems and all of the stuff that we do on a weekly, on a, a daily basis. And we said, well, it, what if we added one more event per, per month? What if we did two events per month? Would that get us to it? And that those are the types of conversations that when you start to look at your scorecard every week, and maybe next year in 2024, we're, we're trying to net two agents per week, and we're not doing it, well, every single week we're getting that feedback. And, and really, like, you could really make this the simplest analogy ever, which is like, when, when, you're, when you're on a diet, when you're trying to lose weight, like, what do you need to do? You need to weigh yourself every day, right? And that's, this is just a mechanism to say, like, oh, are we eating the right foods? Are we going to the gym enough? Like, and if you don't look at it every week, and again, these are just like mistakes I've made, but not just me. I mean, everybody makes these mistakes. When you don't look at that scorecard each and every week, 
then you start to get into like not knowing whether or not you're on track. So you're not actually getting like the market feedback that you need to know whether or not you need to make any changes. And, and the biggest problem with that is like you, if you don't track your, your weekly scorecard, you don't have a weekly scorecard every single week, you could go months or you could even go a year doing the wrong activities and actually literally getting up every single day, spending time on the wrong things because you're not tracking, right? So that's just one example of like growing a brokerage, what, what you might need to look at. But let's kind of flip more into investing because I'm sure that's why more people are here. Let's talk about fix and flips, right? So fix and flips, the model that we run, and, and you guys know this, it's all about like finding off-market off market deals. So one of the most important variables that we track, I'll tell you just like our, our flip scorecard numbers, just to give you guys, again, more examples. Um, our flip scorecard numbers, one of the most important things that we track is appointments per week. Because we know, for example, that on average, it takes about 20 face-to-face -face appointments to get one good investment deal. So we look and we say, okay, if we want to sign three investment deals per week, we know that we need 60 plus appointments per week on average. So like our appointment number, our seller appointment volume is something that we look at each and every week. Another example of what we look at in our fix and flip business is how many properties do we put on per week? Because if we're buying three, then on average, we need to be putting three on the market or else we're just holding inventory, right? And we're not actually making money. Another scorecard number that we look at, again, just to give you guys like some example and some color here is like a percentage of, of budgets on time, percentage of budgets um, on time and percentage of, of, of budgets on budget. Um, and so we, we look at those two things to say like, our projects on time are 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 the budgets on you know under budget or are they on budget and we look at that every single week right and then we look at the number of units sold right so if we're for if, if we're buying three per week and we're getting three we're getting three per week on time on budget and we're putting three on the market and then we're selling three per week then we know that we're kind of like managing the cycle the right way and that's just you know some highlights of kind of like what we look at on the fix and flip business so our apartment business, our, our goal there is to add between 100 and 150 units per year. We want to get to 1,000 units by 2030. Okay, so we in order to do that, we need to add 100 to 150 units per, per year. And that's going to help us achieve our passive income goals. So we looked at that and we said, okay, well, what are the components that are going to help us get to 100 to 150 units per year? And one of them that's, you know, it's a big one is raising capital for that business. And we kind of looked and we ran the numbers with our CFO and we said, okay, how much money do we need to raise per year in order to buy 100 to 150 units per year in order to help us again, get to that three to five year goal. And even bringing that back a little bit, just to kind of like walk you guys kind of like through the steps of that, you know, five-step process that that I talked about earlier. You know, step number one, we figured, okay, where are we at today as a company? And we said, okay, we have 380 agents. We do 100 to 130 flips per year. And, and we just recently sold a lot of our small multifamily. So like what what what's the what's the issue with our business? Like why are we doing this? Like, so we have an inventory of where we're at, but where we where do we want to be three to five years from now? Okay. Like realistically, like we look at it and we say, okay, 
we sold a lot of our small multifamilies. And I know a lot of you guys know the story, but we sold a lot of them because they were extremely difficult to manage. We felt like the asset values were very high. And we felt like pushing into apartments was the right thing for the company to do so that we could have some really nice, bigger assets, easier to manage in better areas, et cetera. So we looked and we said like, well, what's the most important goal for our company, our families, our business, the people that work for us and everything like that. And we said, well, you know, the transactional business of having a bunch of agents is great. The transactional business of flipping homes is great, but there's no passivity to it. So what we were missing in our business that we took away you know, from, from selling the units that we had was we really didn't have a lot of passive income left. So we decided that we wanted to hit that goal of 1,000 units by the end of 2030. Why 1,000 units? Well, we know that on average, each unit that we have, cash flow is $500 per unit, right? So if you take the 1,000 the units, you say, you know, $500,000 per, $500 per unit, you know, times a thousand units, well, you've got some, you know, pretty big numbers there. And you divide that by three, because we've got three owners of the company. And then obviously we have to pay employees and all that good stuff. Long story short, we followed our own process to say, where are we at today? Where do we want to be, you know, three, five, six, seven, eight years into the future, which is a thousand units. But then we looked and said, getting back to the weekly scorecard, how much money do we need to raise per year? in order to be successful. And the number that we came up with when we ran the numbers was we need to raise $6 million of capital per year. Okay, so how does that factor in? Well, that becomes like my rock for the quarter. So if you break that down and you say, okay, we need you know, $6 million per year, we need, a, we need to raise $120,000 per week on average. So that's a number that we look at every single week. How much money did we bring in? Okay, we need 120, what do we bring in this week? We looked and we said, Okay, how many how many acquisition deals did we sign this week? We signed two. Okay, we're in green. How many flips did we put on the market? We only put on one. Like that's below what we need to be at. We need to put on two per week. Then we look at deals on time, deals on budgets, units sold, company lead listings taken. How many 50-50 deals? How many retail listings did we put on the market? How many total agents? How many closed retail deals? How many what is our company dollar? But we look at it every single week to say whether or not we're on track, which is why, like, if you're not sure about some of the stuff, if you don't have a concrete idea of where you want to be, you know, three, five, 10 years into the future, if you're not sure what you should be doing each and every day, if you're not sure what investing vehicle you should pick, that's why I recommend jumping on one of the calls with us at www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. Call is completely free. Um, you know, we can we can have a discussion about all of this stuff and ultimately have you come to more clarity. The scorecard number for you is going to be like I put up my scorecard, but the scorecard for you is going to be different than my scorecard. My business is in a different place than your business. Your business could be bigger. It could be smaller. It could look completely different. You could invest in different things. You could have a different outcome that you're looking for. And many people do. So I, I think the biggest thing to kind of navigate, get just you know, harping on this point a lot is like figuring out where you're at and where you want to be and look at it habitually, you know, on a weekly basis. Because if you're not looking at it on a weekly basis, that's when you're gonna kind of run into trouble and you're not gonna know whether you're on track. So, like I mentioned a few times, like, you know, the biggest blessing and the biggest curse that you can have, you know, is is just that 
you have freedom of time as a business owner. How you spend that time is going to determine how much money you make. And if you're not a thousand percent confident as a business owner, if you don't know a hundred percent and you don't feel a hundred percent confident about whether what you're doing today is going to get you the results that you want, that is the biggest problem in your business, in your life that you need to fix. Because all we have as entrepreneurs is time, right? How we spend our time dictates what our outcome is going to be. Whether we're working and we're spending our time the right way or the wrong way is going to determine whether or not you know we become multimillionaires or whether we make no progress. And again, I know this stuff is like simple to say, but I'm, I'm basing this off of coaching over a thousand real estate agents in my career. I know that in almost all cases, most people don't know what they should be doing every day. They're not confident in what they're doing every day, or they know what they should be doing every day and they're not doing it. But more often than not, most people don't know what they should be doing every day. So they do things that are more busy work than productivity-based work because they don't know the actual answer. To me, if you're on this call and you don't know a thousand percent like what you should be doing every day, your very first step should be booked to, to book that free strategy session with me to help figure that out. Again, that's www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. I can promise you that within a 15 or 20 minute conversation, you're going to leave having much more clarity on the answer to that question. And if you do know exactly what you should be doing every day, and you do know what your scorecard should look like, then it's just a matter of putting that into practice and looking at it on a weekly basis and to make sure that you're measuring the right things every single week. So while this wasn't you know, the most exciting topic in the world, and it's not a super complicated topic, it is the most important and it is the area of your business that will move the needle the most. And until you figure out exactly how you should be spending that time, that's the first priority that you should be doing in your business today. So I hope to talk to you, more of you on those inner circle calls, agentinvestorinnercircle.com. And, you know, we'll be back again next week. If you have some time, make sure you download the Agent Investor Podcast. You can go to www.agentinvestorpodcast.com. Each and every week we have a new a new podcast episode that comes out. Podcasting is the easiest way to get educated. There's no reason that everybody in the world can't listen to a few podcasts per week. You can do it while you're driving. You know, most of us are in our car a lot being in the real estate industry. You can do it while you're walking. You can do it while you're in the gym. Make sure you go to www.agentinvestorpodcast.com. As the saying goes, the more you learn, the more you earn. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. And I hope to see you guys at an upcoming event. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.